Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Hello, how are you today? I'm fine, thank you. It's funny, but when you get to a certain age, you start getting more and more uninvited posts from retirement homes. You get a lot of those. You've mentioned it a couple of times in several episodes. And I'm thinking, because you've mentioned it more than once or twice, is there like a barrage? Can you not get to your front door for care home invitations? You come into the house and there's like a maze of piled up brochures from retirement villages, as they tend to call them in the ones I get. Upmarket, old folks homes as they used to be called. Anything take you fancy? Fancy the retirement village life? They look very nice although I imagine they're more for people in the age group about 280. (laughs) (laughs) I think the whole phrase retirement and retirement village it's like you're trying to make retirement sound more appealing yeah. by adding the word village. Yeah. Like it's exclusive, it's small, it's, you know, a group of you, like-minded folk who like to keep your lawns well manicured. It's somewhere like a cult. <laughs> hey, less of the you. When I first got a retirement circular, I almost sent it over to you. I thought, Emily, she's well known to be the shy retiring type. <laughs> and so I thought it would be great if you had one of these brochures. I'll be up to going to retirement village. Apparently, they have a lot of sex in retirement villages. No. Yeah, apparently. No. Yeah. <laughs> what, the workers, they should be sacked. They should be looking <laughs> after the people in the retirement village. No. Apparently, it is a rife location for ne'er-do-well behaviour. Maybe people get to a certain age and go, well, stuff it. Or maybe there's a lot of widowers, I don't know. In the age group when they were young, probably they still had milk delivered. (laughs) Yeah, milkman. (laughs) There's big money in retirement. Is there? I think the word is just so... It is. You know, retirement. It's like, we don't need you anymore. It's meaningless to me. If you said, oh, you're retiring, what do I do? Leave myself? Is it going to be like a ghost experience? <laughs> where I'm wondering about watched over by myself. What is retirement about? I mean, classically, it's when you leave your job, isn't I it? I think so. It used to be you would work to a certain age and then you would take up Jim Rummy on a regular basis with your neighbours. <laughs> I have no concept of retirement. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I met somebody once who said, since I've retired, I've redecorated the house, I've fixed everything, and now I'm at a loss what to do. I'm like, well, you only retired a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think our generation will retire. No. I don't think we are built to retire. My dad, when he retired, my parents nearly got divorced. Really? Yeah, all of a sudden, my dad was at home all the time and my mum was like, you still here? Have you got nowhere else to be? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a one-night stand and you're still around. <laughs> Three times, I've got two other siblings. <laughs> <laughs> well, the same person? Goodness me. <laughs> Retirement to me just seems like... Hell, yeah. unless you are massively, massively rich and you can do whatever you like. Even then, I think I'd get bored. And also, think of the amount of living quarters you'd have to have. You've got to have your security. Living quarters? What? What? For the people. What people? If you're really stinking oh. rich. 
you can have all those people, the carers following you about, a nurse, somebody to look after your comforts. How frail are you planning on getting? You do it just in case, don't you? Because you never know when that fatal heart attack might be coming. So you want to make sure it's not quite as fatal as you imagine. What, so you would anticipate you'd have a nurse walking behind you? Michael Jackson had a doctor on call 24-7. That didn't help him. Yeah, ended badly. <laughs> but you don't want your chubby-faced head of security giving you the kiss of life. So... <laughs> You might be into chubby-faced heads of security. I don't know. <laughs> well, in that case, you would. You'd say, look, it's not a demotion, but I'm making you my chief carer. <laughs> and Nurse Gwendolyn, she's going to be head of security. You've got a very medieval view of this, <laughs> Nurse, Nurse Gwendolyn. <laughs> Calling from the left tower of the castle. Do you think we will retire? No. Well, in fairness, I said to you a couple of weeks ago, are you semi-retired? And you gave me the dirtiest look you've ever given me. <laughs> I don't understand retirement. I think it was very clear that I assumed you didn't do an awful lot during the day. <laughs> People say, well, what do you do during the day if you're not working, if you've got a job coming through? And I say there are so many retirement village posters and things to go through. It takes up so much of your time. <laughs> Why do we get these two sides of the coin? You get all the brochures about the retirement villages, which shows active living and going out on bicycles and going to Cotswold, you like country estates for afternoon tea. And then you get the care home ones, which show smiling grey-haired people playing bingo. Not always. Sometimes they're really careful as to what they consider old. Sometimes I've seen them and you're thinking, is she one of the people who work there? Uh, Surely they're not indicating she's a retiree. She's only about 30. Everybody's always smiling, like the medication for the day was slightly heightened for the photo shoot. <laughs> Everybody's always chirpy and wandering around. In the care homes, they've always got a mobility scooter yeah. or, a, you know, one of those things that they shuffle along with. <laughs> yeah, the Zimmer frame. That's it. The thing you've got behind you. <laughs> Would you ever go in a care home? No. I'm not asking for myself, but Jill has just asked me to raise this on her behalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it a really cheap one? She's been looking at something that's been branded an asylum, but there's a little asterisk over one of the letters, so I think it's pronounced asylum. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably been inspired by a kennel in the garden, and she's always looking to reuse things. So probably a big cardboard box a bit of tarpaulin over it and say, there you go, Gray. Job done. There's your retirement home. <laughs> <laughs> Would you go to a care home? If you've got to the point where you've gone completely doo-doo, la-la, then you wouldn't know. But if I was competent... <laughs> what's what's doo-doo, la-la? Is that a combination between incontinent and gone mad? <laughs> yes, yes. If I was doubly incontinent and had gone mad, I probably wouldn't realise whether I was in that care. I want that to become a medical term. I want people to be diagnosed with that. Yes, Auntie Barbara, she had doo-doo la-la. No, none of us talked about it. Yes. <laughs> when somebody said, oh, he's got braces, I think if the first thing you think about are things that you twanged connected to your trousers, you're on the way to the care home. <laughs> if you think it's something to make your teeth right, then you're probably not ready for it. You've got a bit of time. That's one of my test words. I've been to lots and lots of care homes. Yes, but I've heard rumours. I know. I feel I need to explain that now. <laughs> yes, you do. I need to know. It does sound particularly dodgy. Just under the cover of darkness. I just, I love a good care home at night. Um, <laughs> I've done quite a lot of stand-up in care homes. And I've been to some amazing places where the people living there are just phenomenal. And then I've been to some horrible ones 
where the staff don't care and there's a real difference. Some of them can be the most lavish, ridiculous amounts of money per week, but nobody cares. Yeah. And then you go to something that's cheaper, that's council run, but actually because the staff care, there's such a wonderful vibe there. So I wouldn't say no to a care home. I quite like the idea of people cooking for me. But you'd only want to go in a council care home, yeah? I'm just making a note. No, I think I'd have to pick one and I'd like to look at the menu. The food's amazing. No. They get wine with dinner. There's parties all the time. Really? It's like butlins these days. Well, I don't get that here. People think of care homes as being sad. They're not sad places. No. Half of them are lickered up and having a fabulous time. Well, I think they'd be sad if I went there. They would, yeah. <laughs> In fact, I think they'd get complaints. <laughs> <laughs> and what I love about care homes is people have gotten to a certain stage in their life where they don't care, yeah. as in they don't care what they say. So the people that are living there are very much like, I'm paying the bills. And you say to people, are oh, you having a lovely time? And they just turn around and say, well, it's an extra day on earth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> or... Barbara down the hall didn't manage to scream through the night. So, yes, I'd say I'm winning at life. <laughs> you can help me here because Amazon do a wish list mm. and I've got a list ready for the day that perhaps I'm packaged off to a care home. Can you think of things you should have in your retirement care home wish list on Amazon? Wine fridge. <laughs> Do they allow that? Yeah, they do. When my auntie had to go into a home... Do you have to have ID? Make sure you're old enough. <laughs> Can you remember the 1966 Cup final? Yes, you can have a wine fridge. <laughs> she had a wine fridge in her room and she had champagne in it Whoa. because she had heart failure. She might as well go out with a bank. She had Sky TV. They were playing poker out in the hallways. Was it a care home or was it an ashram? I can't remember. I get confused. <laughs> I think they've banned that now, actually. I think you're not allowed to poker. You should go, will you stop poker? It leads to little bruises. <laughs> that is a worrying care home, though, isn't it? That if you've got a loved one there, that you don't know what's going on. Yeah. And people are nice, but not all people are nice. No. Just because you work in a care home doesn't mean you care. That's why I've got in my wish list a uh, body cam. Yes. One of the ones that the police wear. That's the one. Or the nanny cams, which are embedded in a teddy bear. <laughs> nanny cam. <laughs> Nobody expects them to find the nanny cam, except for the fact there is one Care Bear sat on a shelf that looks absolutely mental because it has two <laughs> eyes that are both cameras. <laughs> that glow red at night time. <laughs> it's a bit of a giveaway. So subtle. <laughs> You want a panic button? I've got one of those already, actually. <laughs> Although in your case, you might want to give the panic button to the staff. <laughs> now, what else would you need in a care home? A socks. Good socks, I think. Yeah. I don't know why. Probably if you're caught without your slippers on. Don't want people seeing a hint of ankle in a care home. Exactly. Oh, the milkman's just delivered. Why is everybody taking their slippers off and running to the door? <laughs> I think I could do a care home. I think it would be fun. Well, I'm hoping that when I get older, if I've got all my faculties, which which at the moment is a 50-50 measure up. Oh, no, 60-40. <laughs> Sliding. I have every intention of being a complete nightmare. So you're not going to change a bit? No, I'm going to get worse. I have every intention of getting worse. I am going to be the one that escapes, <laughs> tunnels out, gets a group of us together and we start tunnelling out through the dining room. Um, I'm going to be the one that presses the emergency alarm and then goes, oh, lovely, I'd love a cup of tea. I'm going to be the one... Hang on, I'm just putting shovel, <laughs> trowel would be better, wouldn't it? Something you can secrete in your pocket. I'm setting up a wish list for you. Oh, thank you. I'd like incontinent pads, because I figure by the time <laughs> I'm older, 
The thought of having to go to the loo as regularly as you therefore do because of natural old age bladder weight, I think just stuff it, sit in it, keep yourself warm. Only go when it gets cold. <laughs> I think you get to a certain age, it's absolutely fine for somebody else to do the cleaning up if you've decided not to go to the bathroom. Especially when you're paying that much. Exactly. It seems like we're split. I can't imagine going to a care home unless it's a cardboard box shanty town in our garden. And you seem to have already picked yours, having done stand-up in several of them. You know exactly which one are you going to? Yeah, know which one I want. My daughter said to me, probably only about a year ago, there was silence on a car journey to the picturesque village of Godalming, and a voice in the back said, Mum, what care home would you like to go to in the next year or two? Oh. My response was, you do know that care homes cost about £500 a week. Silence. Mum, we're going to get you a shed and a hoist, <laughs> and you're going to live in the garden. <laughs> a hoist? I'm not paying £500 a week. It's more than that in some places. Somebody had got their mum in a care home and it was thousands. Yeah, it's really expensive. We used to get bills. Is he the milkman? No. <laughs> we used to get the newspaper bill once a month oh. and I'd be like, why am I paying 50 quid for newspapers? Auntie Sally was blind in one eye. So what were they doing? Put the paper down for her like cat litter trays? I mean, I didn't make the sense. <laughs> that was my granny's house. <laughs> The good old days. Yeah. She wasn't blind in one eye. She'd never stay still long enough for us to get her. <laughs> I remember her final words. Care home, please let me go to a care home. Don't leave me here. No, Granny, you're living with us and you'll be happy. <laughs> there is a bit of a sad side to care homes, though. Really? And I know this is a comedy podcast, but I did meet a couple of lovely mums who had been put in care homes by their not-so-lovely children. Yeah. And I met one lovely lady who said, oh, I'm only here for Christmas. I didn't have the heart to tell her it was September. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. They do a drop and dash. This is a phrase that care homes actually use. So there are families that will take their relatives in for respite and they literally, they dump the person in the foyer and they leg it and then they don't come pick them up again. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah, that's how I imagine I'll get into a care home in the first place. <laughs> when my son was in nursery, people would bring the child at 7am in pyjamas yeah. and the staff would change them into their day clothes and then that evening they'd come to pick their child up who'd been put back in pyjamas and the staff did all the caring and the wow. parents only put them in bed. So I'm thinking that when that child grew up, that child was the one who took those parents <laughs> and dropped and dashed them and said, see you next Christmas. Yeah, you know, yeah, it is, it's all that childhood trauma coming back to the surface, you know. Yeah. You remember all those times you left me at summer camp or never picked me up from school? Well, <laughs> now is my opportunity to teach you a very valuable lesson. If these care homes are represented in any way by the brochures that I've received... If I happen to visit one, to go in one, I'm not going to go, ooh, what lovely doyle is. <laughs> or, ooh, that furniture, it's like something out of an old Hitchcock movie. Oh, they're horrible. I just don't know where they get them from. Is it a charity shop clear out or well, what? Well, often the decor in some of the care homes have actually been from previous residents that have snuffed it. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Oh. That's quite common. So any of the chintzy stuff that you see is usually belong to a previous resident and when they were clearing the rooms and the family never came to pick up their stuff, they reused it. The more modern ones have got these 
phenomenal. Like they have little cafes. You can have a sunbed. They have a full hair salon. They have a spa. One of those corner shops when you say spa. Yeah, little corner shop. <laughs> I do think they're going to have to give these care homes a facelift, aren't they, for our generation? Well, I'd like to think so, because I don't want to go somewhere that's got doilies. Do you? No. Things on the arms? No, thank you very much. Surely doilies haven't been around since the 1950s. When would anybody who's now in a care home have experienced doilies? I haven't got a clue. They are trying to make them more trendy, and they're also trying to make them places that people actually want to be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining a scene where I've managed to escape, and I've put a dummy in my place. You know, like they put dummies under duvets. But in my case, I'd try and fool them by, if you imagine the back of a chair, I'd put my string vest over the back of the chair as if the chair was wearing the string vest so they think it was me. And then I'd hide away in the back of the milkman's van. You've got this impression that care homes are like prisoner of war camps. They're not. Or the worse. Some of them are a bit iffy, but in general, they're not too bad. So is your intent, as you get older, now you're semi-retired? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, nobody knows what you do. Um, is the case to try and stay physically fit for as long as possible mentally agile for as long as possible so that you don't have to go in a care home will you ever stop because the word retirement hints that you stop yeah it does but as you've not technically started what you can do (laughs) that's right (laughs) the good things about retirement and not the idea of retirement homes. I don't think anybody really wants to be put into a different home unless there's a medical condition where it would be helpful to be in a place where they were supervised so there's somebody there to help. And that's not the sort of care home I'm thinking of. That's sheltered housing. Yeah. I'm very up on my older people accommodation. Now, sheltered housing is slightly less posh than retirement villages. But again, they drink like fish. <laughs> they are. I've had some of the best nights out at a sheltered housing unit. I've done a gig once in a sheltered housing unit that was packed to the rafters. They'd got their buffet together. I was halfway through my set and I realised that half the room were doing vodka jelly shots. Vodka jelly (laughs) shots? It does sound good. And the average age of people in the room was late 60s and the oldest person was in their 90s. Wow. And they're all tanking these vodka jelly shots. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's the way I want to live. Yeah, well, I might apply for one of those, but I never get the invites to those. That's like a secret society. It is. It's an underbelly. I get invited to this super expensive, lovely lawns. The stuff I'd probably not interested in. They're too posh for you, Graham. They all have committee meetings, but actually no one ever does any interaction with each other. Whereas at sheltered housing, it's like, you know, raise the roof, raise the roof. They've got parties going on, Christmas, they've all got comedy jumpers on, they get together. Yeah, you see, that's the difference. In the photos of the retirement villages, there are often empty. It's a bit like an episode of The Prisoner or something, you know, Patrick McGoon, <laughs> where there's nobody really there. Or if there is somebody there, they're sort of posing as if they're pretending to have a conversation with somebody. And they're clearly they're not, because the other person's about five metres away, looking interested as if, can't hear you, you're much too far away. This generation would be having things like, I don't know, a guitar or something out. They'd be singing, perhaps smoking something rolled up. <laughs> 
kids of the 60s. These are the older generation that party. Yeah. But a lot more of them are still working. Yeah. So sheltered housing, a lot of the guys would complain to me that they didn't have much of a social life anymore because the people that were in the sheltered housing, because it's a lot cheaper to live there, were still working. So they weren't retiring. The thing people look forward to when they retire is all the worry of getting it right for your pension. Once you're there, you think, well, I don't need to worry about it now. I've either buggered it up or I've not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not paying into it anymore. I don't know. I might have made the most horrific mistake. What? I've got £3 a month to live on? That was a pretty (laughs) bad pension decision I made there. Well, that's the other thing. Pensions, retirement. You used to be able to have a retirement because your pension was massive. I know people that retired that were working at banks and post offices and places like that that had the most amazing pensions. They're living the life of Riley. They do nothing but go out for lunch and drink during the day and garden at the weekend. Yeah. That's their life and they're loving it, which is great. That's because you're from the South. Oh. I know people from factories in my part of the world. That are selling their own hair to keep going. Yeah, <laughs> two and six a month. That's your pension. Well, I suppose it'll buy a bottle of milk, keep Ernie coming. <laughs> In the place I came from, most people thought, I won't live long enough to need a pension. You know, it was a very down Well, that's approach. true. But even now, now that they forced our generation to have pensions, you must pay into pensions. There are so many people that are self-employed that probably don't. And lots of people I know who are in their 40s and going towards their 50s, they don't have big enough pensions to retire. No. It's not going to happen. No, absolutely. You say, what are you doing when you retire? And in your mind, you think, please don't say, I'm going to have an allotment so I can grow my own food because that'll help with the money. <laughs> the other thing is, an allotment not only brings in free food, but also it keeps you fit. When you get old, you're doing nothing at all. You're just sitting in a chair and eventually discover that you can't get out of the chair and then you realise that the ghost that's looking over your shoulder says, I think you might have died. (laughs) Are you looking forward to retirement in any way or is it so far off it's like you can't even see it? To me, the whole thought of retired people getting older is somebody that you have to speak to but you don't really want to. Older people that I know, and this is generalisation, tend to get very self-absorbed. Are we going back to sitting in your own wee with this (laughs) self-absorbed? <laughs> it's this your incontinence pads. I have put them on the list, I told you. <laughs> there seems to be an assumption. As you get older, your interests reduce to just simple things like sponge cake, garden centres and outdoor concerts at Kew Gardens. I thought you were going to say SpongeBob SquarePants. I was going to say <laughs> that's not too bad. I could get excited about watching episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't want that to be in my life. No. Because I'm not finished. I've got so much more I want to do. <laughs> Despite what your agent said. <laughs> I'm not finished. <laughs> I've got so much I want to do, but nobody wants you to do it, Emily. I think retirement makes you think you need to put a line under living. Yeah. And that's not what it should be about. No. Why would I want to do that? Well, these brochures for the retirement villages clearly indicate that you don't have to draw a line under living. You can sit five metres away from somebody else who's not listening to you. (laughs) (laughs) So in which case, you might as well stay with your other half. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, who brings you out a bowl of water to your makeshift <laughs> retirement home every day. <laughs> so if Mammal created a care home, what would we want in our care home? I think it would be made structurally sound. 
<laughs> I wouldn't want anybody getting hurt due to a collapsed beam. So we'd only employ the best cheap builders. <laughs> I think decor-wise, you can't go wrong by having either really plain walls, so just painted cream, or go to the other extreme and have big flock wallpaper. And by that, I mean the rejected flock <laughs> wallpaper, where by some accident at the factory, the flock is about a foot long. Because <laughs> then, then the residents could comb it each day, couldn't they, and brush it, <laughs> talk to it. And that's an activity. <laughs> yeah. Bet it. It replaced those horses they used to have when they were little, whatever they were called, <laughs> My Little Pony. I'd have a care home that the residents could graffiti the walls. Oh. <laughs> they could literally get some spray cans out. They'd learn how to do graffiti. We'd have break dancing lessons. <laughs> We'd do 80s throwback discos. We'd do cookery classes. We'd do cocktail making. We'd do axe throwing. I'd have the best <laughs> care home in the world. It it's... sounds fantastic, that. Are they allowed to, at the moment, allow residents to get drunk if they want to? Well, why not? Especially if you're going to a place and you're in palliative care. Why not? It's your choice. I know it's your choice. I just get the feeling they wouldn't let you because they'd say no. If there was an inquest, they'd say we were not responsible. Yeah, it's, it's high risk. But if you're bed bound, it doesn't matter, does it? You can be absolutely pie-eyed. <laughs> At least if you're lying down, it's less likely the river starts to spin. I won't do it now, but I'm going to look up on Amazon if there is an electronically guided bed. So I could actually stay in bed but go around the care home. Those electric beds are amazing. I want an electric bed. You can raise your feet, you can raise your back. Oh, yeah. A friend of ours with multiple sclerosis has one, and we got in it with her. And then what we tried to do was bend it so that the top and the bottom would meet to see if it had a safety function uh, to stop from crushing it, <laughs> crushing people crushing in it. Spine. Yeah. <laughs> Did it? I don't know. I've never found my child. But <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. No. Stuff like that. AIDS will be fun. I don't mean like the disease. AIDS is not fun, obviously. I mean healthcare aids. Some of them are awesome, like the electric beds. I wondered if you could get a bed that moved around the care home. You could have the speed limiter removed. It would be like human scale extra <laughs> yes. with people on hospital beds with like a joystick so that they could drive themselves around the home. Because you can get that for a wheelchair. Electric wheelchairs are so much fun. I bet they are. They are. <laughs> but we should be doing stuff like this in care homes so that it's as much fun as is humanly possible. You need an essence of silly when you're older. You've got nothing else to do. Perhaps that's where we're going. Perhaps we're worried that people who go to care homes don't want fun. And I can't believe that. I think it's no. just that fun's not provided. Or the type of fun they do get is, you know, bringing in the occasional stand-up comedian and things like that. Well, it was either me or a pat dog. <laughs> That's usually the choice. What do you want, a pat dog this week or some middle-aged woman who thinks she's quite funny? We'll have the pat dog, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine if you're there, though, you look at the woman clutching her teddy and you say, sorry, darling, no recording, get your teddy back to the room. <laughs> it's glowing eyes looking at you. <laughs> Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum. If you liked it, tell a friend or rate and review the podcast. That will help others find us. Thanks.